This is the First Downs with Dave podcast. It's time for the kickoff. Let's play some football. Set. Certainly take their football seriously, don't they? A few points will excuse us. We'll run along and play another football. Let the games begin. Hey, everybody. This is episode 11 of First Downs with Dave. This is the last episode where we're going to have a football game to talk about, unfortunately. But it's the Super Bowl, so why not get right into it? We got to start off with the conference championship recap. The Chiefs took on the Bengals. They beat the Bengals. 15 special, man. There's two touchdowns, no turnovers on one ankle, you know, against a, a team that's beat him three times. You can't really, I mean, can't stack it up against him anymore. And he proved, I mean, he had no receivers. I must say, um, literally every receiver that started besides MVS was hurt. I must say, Tony got hurt. Uh, Miko was hurt. And then Trav, uh, he already had back problems going into the game, so it was kind of crazy to see how they just turned out to win that game. The Bengals still have some stuff to touch on. I mean, um, the line wasn't healthy. I mean, but I feel like they kind of gave not gave. I, I don't know. They didn't give them a game. She's earned it, but they could they left some stuff out that they should have really capitalized on. And then the NFC Championship game, you know, the Forty ers going in there with Brock. He gets hurt the first drive. He tears his. He messes up his UCL, so he can't throw the rest of the game. And then they're left with um, Johnson as their backup, and he gets a concussion before half, right, right after halftime. And then CMC's taking snaps at quarterback for like the whole third quarter. It was just a mess. I mean, the Eagles were the favorites. Um, you know, they had they had all the pieces that they needed to win, uh, but that the quarterback situation just hurt San Francisco in the long run. It was really really bad. I feel like it would have been a way better game. Not going to say that the 49ers were going to win just because I picked them, but I feel like if they would have had a stable quarterback situation, Kyle could have played the game plan that he already had in his head. And then they could have made something out of it. I mean, not saying they would have won, but could have been a little better better to watch. You know, unfortunately, we didn't get to see two good conference championship games like I wanted to, but I digress. So with that, I'm just going to get right into the Super Bowl preview. I mean, you got the Chiefs and the Eagles. You got you got two top seeds in the conference, each conference. You got the Kelsey Bowl. I'm going to say Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey. They talked about that on their podcast. That was pretty cool. Other history, you know, you got uh, the first two black quarterbacks to ever start against each other in a Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. And the Eagles are also the first organization to have two different black quarterbacks starting a Super Bowl for them. Donovan McNabb did in the early 2000s when they played the Patriots. So it's really cool to see guys of, guys of you know, I, they look like me, in my opinion, you know, uh, under center in the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm glad they keep they're just paving the way for kids to see it and uh, show that it's possible for me, for anybody to do it to the game. I feel like it's going to be a great game. I mean, I know I always say that, but I mean, how can it not be? You got the best player in the world, Pat Mahomes, uh, soon to be MVP, in my opinion. We'll find out tonight, actually. The award shows tonight. But yeah, you got him against the best top to bottom defense in the league in my opinion you got besides their linebackers aren't the best but they they do their job uh they're, they're not name wise known name no name wise in the league for a casual type of guy but you know they got all they're so deep at d line they can just rotate and they're always fresh and they're good you know Hassan reddick wrecked the game in the first like first half against the 49ers i mean had the strip sack on purdy which hurt his elbow unfortunately which he wasn't going for it intentionally he had that play then he had i think he took the ball from johnson on a play and it's, he's just he was just wrecking that game from from start to finish and that's just one of their guys you know they got darius Slayer and bradbury in the back end they got cd uh johnson back there with them i'm interested to see how they're going to match up with the chiefs i mean i think T- tony's steady supposed to be playing but miko is officially on the inner uh, injury reserve so he's not playing unfortunately so they're going to be down a weapon but pat's used to not having a healthy receiving core this year and he still broke the record for the most total yards in the season so it just uh is a salute to him and his offense and andy 
uh, Eric Bainemi, uh, there's just those, everybody in that organization, is, they just know what they're doing. I mean, they've been to five straight conference championships and now they're in three of the last five Super Bowls. So you can't really knock those guys. I mean, they know what they're doing. Um, but the Eagles, man, I like what they got over there. They got Hurts under center. They got Sarani's uh, making them just letting them be himself. You know, they're they're aggressive. They got the guys on the outside. They got Devontae Smith as a number two wide receiver, which is crazy to say after his college career. And even his starting in the NFL so far in his rookie year last season uh but then they got aj brown who i think i'll talk i'll talk about in a few minutes in a few seconds actually another their receiver one he's game changer to me just because of his physicality and his size and his strength and his speed and his ability to make plays from anywhere in the field so uh, they got they they got that they got the running backs they got the best o-line running blocking o-line in the nfl my pick at jason kelly you got lane johnson you got there they got Landon dickerson up there as well i mean their 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 interior o-line d-line is second to none and then nfl in my opinion they're just they're, they have the stars but then they have the guys that are really really good you know they, they do their job very well so i mean you can't really Found a flaw in their all uh, their team. I mean, I will say they haven't played a team like Kansas City. That's the thing. I will say they haven't seen a quarterback or a team that can score, in my opinion, like the Kansas City Chiefs, just because of how they're built. Like I said, they're built. I don't know if I said it yet, but they're built. They're they're both built differently, but they're dominant in the ways that they do their scheme. So I think it's gonna be a very fun matchup. And see who comes on top. I mean, I'm about to do. I'll pick. I'll pick in a minute. But I want to kind of add up a new segment that me and my friends in our group chat. We call needle movers. So a needle mover to me is a guy that just, you know, whenever he steps on the field, he, whatever he does on that field is going to change the game. Like the biggest needle movers to me in the NFL, Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, guys of that magnitude. It's like whenever, wherever they're on, wherever they're at on the field, they command so much attention just on any given week. You know, no matter who you have to guard them or whatever defensive scheme, you're going to make sure that you're going to make sure that they're not doing what they would do on a regular Sunday or Monday. So those that's my definition of a needle mover. I already got Pat. You know, we already got Pat. We already got um, Kelsey. Those are needle movers. Everybody knows our first ballot Hall of Famers. Uh, you know Jalen Hurts. Everybody knows Jalen Hurts. So uh, my two needle movers for this game, one of each team, uh, is A.J. Brown, who I just talked about just because of the matchup problems that he can cause the Kansas City Chiefs because Snead had gotten a concussion in the AC Championship and I don't know where he's at in that progress. Um, so I haven't heard anything if he's going to play on Sunday or not, but if he does, that's going to help him out tremendously. But even if it does, he's still, AJ Brown's still a top seven at max receiver to me. He's in it. This year he could be top five, easily stamped. Uh, he's just been great from start to finish. So he's a guy that the Chiefs who have problems with uh, really, really good receivers, especially with it takes shots that they're going to have to deal with. I mean, I'll probably, I'll probably figure they'll double him a little bit and try to leave Devontae on some sort of crazy, like, coverage. I don't know. Just because they're so deep and they're uh, – I mean, and if the Eagles want to, they can just hand the ball off. But if the Eagles get A.J. Brown going vertically and Jalen Hurts is hitting that shot uh, vertically consistently, that shot uh, pass consistently, it's going to be a long night for the Chiefs, in my opinion. And to counter that, the needle mover for the Chiefs, in my opinion, is Chris Jones. Chris Jones had a heck of a game against the Bengals. I think he had two sacks. Uh, he, he, you could see he was disrupting the game from start to finish for the Chief, uh, for the Bengals. Now he has his biggest test of the year so far. He has Jason Kelsey in the middle. All right, I just talked about those guys. They're they're they're, they're crazy over there, O line wise. So it's like him and Frank Clark going to have to do something to get some pressure, and they're going to and he's going to have to do just as well in the pass game. Uh, rushing the passer 
as he's going to have to as holding up the run game for the Eagles because if the Eagles can just hand the ball off to Miles Sanders and then just let him go, you know, they got Boston Scott. They got guys that can – they got all the guys that can run the ball over there. There's so many options to run the ball over there. So if he can clog up those running lanes a little bit, you know, keep them in some some – get them to like third and nine, third and eight – because if it's if it's third and five or or less, uh, and and they see a look that they like, they're going to hand the ball off. So it's like four or five yards to them in the running game in a light box is just taking candy from a baby. So I mean, we're just going to see how he plays. I mean, the, everybody on that field is going to make a difference, but the, these two guys are star players. They get paid like they're star players, which they are. Now it's just time for them to show up because I think that they will ultimately change the game, in my opinion. Uh, other matchups I like. I like to think about uh, coming into Sunday is how the Eagles are going to try to stop Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is already a top three pass catcher in the playoff history of the NFL. Uh, I would say him, Jerry Rice, and Rob Gronkowski um, are just the top three guys stats-wise. If not Rob, it's Julian Edelman, actually, if I'm not mistaken. But those are the top four guys. But top three uh, already stamped Trav Kelsey. Um, I mean, first ballot Hall of Famer, but he's just special, man. Uh, how big, uh, big he calls him Big Red. Andy Reid uses him and schemes him up. And um, the first, the first game that they had the divisional against the Jaguars, he had like 15 catches. That's kind of crazy thing about in a playoff game. And then the Bengals kind of not not saying they slowed him down a little bit, but he he still scored against the Bengals. So it's like, uh, how do you stop him? You know, do you put two on him? Do you? just shade to him do you do you chip him at the line do you have a d i mean what do you do i mean he, he gets lined up everywhere i think the eagles can give him a little bit of a problem just because of the depth that they have and the d line to where it's like maybe he can't get into his route but if the d line gets home to Mahomes or makes him off schedule just a tad second that's a win for the eagles defense in my opinion uh i might say that because when they're off script the the, the chiefs are insane but if they can contain Mahomes and keep him off his platform, you know, make him move on that ankle, uh, that can be their counter. Maybe we don't. We, I mean, he has two weeks on that ankle. Um, to rest, he's he's had two weeks off uh, now, so he should be good to go. But anything to get the Chiefs uncomfortable is where the Eagles are trying to capitalize on to win the game. Um, but man, I, I like I like these matchups. I uh, I like the Eagles going against the Chiefs matchup. I wish that the Chiefs had a little bit more depth. I wish Miko was playing so they could have all their weapons. But I mean, beggars can't be choosers. Never. I just want a good game at the end of the day. So without further ado, I got to make my pick. My last pick of the season, man. It's already here. <sighs> man, I, I'm torn. I don't know who to choose. I want to go Casey because of Pat, and I trust in Pat. Uh, he's never out of a game, you know, but the Eagles just have all the the stuff as a football guy on paper that you want to have in a matchup. You have the O-line and the D-line advantage. You got the receivers on the perimeter. You got the run game. You got the DBs. You know, I'm just naming off everything. You know, it's kind of hard to say no to the Eagles. You know, they're hot. Uh, they're confident. Um, they're coached very well, you know, um, but the one they don't have, they don't have uh, Super Bowl experience with this. Per- now, I'm not going to say that because they just won the Super Bowl not too long ago. There, there's some guys on that roster that got some Super Bowl experience, but, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm sorry for – you see, as you can tell, I'm just dragging this along. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. I mean, you'd think I would know who I got, but um, give me the Chiefs. 
I'm gonna roll with Pat just because I've I've said Pat is the guy. I kind of feel like I'm not forced to go with Pat, uh, but I'm gonna go with Pat and the Chiefs. I feel like they got a game plan that's really really good. I think they're gonna withstand the storm. I think the Eagles are gonna come out and swing haymakers. It could very well end up a Eagles blowout just because of how the matchups are already set up. I already talked about that. But if it gets to that fourth quarter and this is a close game, it's not. I, I'm going to take 15 every time just because of what he can do and what he's done in, in his five short years already, which is kind of crazy to think about. He's been to five straight conference championships. You can't, you can't, I mean, you can't really argue against that guy. I mean, the Eagles have everything they, they need, though. So if the Eagles win, like I always say, if the, Eagles, if the other team wins, don't hold me, don't hold it against me. These are two great teams, the two best teams in the league. So yeah, man, I'm going with the Chiefs. Score twenty eight twenty four. Twenty eight twenty four. We'll go with that. Yeah, I don't know how it's going to happen. Maybe twenty four twenty seven. Twenty eight twenty seven. I don't know if somebody can't crack thirty. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say somebody will, but I, I can see it happening, especially with the Chiefs defense if they don't show up. But I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I know I've been going back and forth um, about it, but I'm going with the Chiefs. Let's go Kansas City, man. Uh, I just want to take a second to shout out, not shout out, but just to acknowledge a moment in history. LeBron James passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most points in NBA history, which uh, I think is really cool just because, you know, we, we live in a life that, you know, you don't get to see too much. I mean, we've seen, we're seeing a lot of stuff right now, but, Somebody breaking the all-time record, which was uh, was stood for forty years. It's kind of crazy. Uh, it was fun to watch. I mean, I was up here with my friends. Uh, we watched it live. It was pretty cool to see. You know, every point just kind of built up, built up, built up, and then he finally hit that fadeaway, and then the the arena went crazy as it should. Um, it was a cool moment to see something that I always remember. I feel like everybody should remember, especially in the sports world, just because. It probably won't happen again in our lifetime. Maybe not. I would say, you know, there's guys in the league. They're scoring the ball like crazy in the NBA. I know I don't talk about it, but I know a little bit in the NBA. They're scoring the ball at a crazy rate right now. Um, I'll probably dab. I'll probably, honestly, I'm. you know what? I'll just take a second. Um, Katie is going to the Suns, guys. Um, I don't know if you guys li- li- follow basketball, but Kevin Durant, a guy that was averaging, what, 30 already this year or close to it, a very efficient 30, is going to the Suns where he has Aiden, Devin Booker and CB3. That is crazy, guys. Uh, Kyrie's on the Mavericks. He's one of my favorite players to watch. Easily top two player to watch uh, just because of how creative he is with the ball and how he just makes things look not easy per se, but it's like not easy or difficult. It's just like special, you know. Um, I mean, he's with Luka now, so Luka gets no more double teams for real. Uh, Kyrie can take that, leave some of the stress off of him, you know, but – uh. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about the NBA just in a whirlwind now. Just Trey Devlin just does that. I mean, D'Lo, he's on the Lakers now. Um, LeBron got a little bit of help now. Um, but, yeah, the West is a bloodbath now. The Warriors need to make some moves. Um, the Clippers can make can go get a guard if they're smart. But, I mean, I think the deadline is over in an hour. No, actually, I think it's over now. I think because uh, I'm on um, Central Time. I think it ended at three o'clock Eastern Time. But yeah, man, the NBA is insane. They're so quick to just tra- like it's crazy to see how much like power a player has, you know, and how quick they're just get rid of a player. Like, all right, yeah, you don't want to play here. All right, let's get you out of here. Like Kyrie, I think he announced he wanted to be gone like Wednesday, not like last Thursday, and then by like f- Saturday, 
or Sunday, whenever he got traded, he got traded super quick, and then he was playing against the Clippers uh, Wednesday night. So it's kind of crazy to think about how fast stuff can happen in the NBA compared to the NFL, which, I mean, the NFL had a crazy offseason last year too. Uh, but, I mean, nothing compares to the NBA when it comes to that. They know how to uh, write up a script, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, with that being said, that's the end of this episode. I wanted to take this last second to talk about the future of my podcasting. I mean, not career, but uh, but I think I'm going to branch out into a little bit more of a different episode next week um, just because football season's over. I want to try to get something new on here. I mean, keep it fresh. I mean, I can beat you guys to death with football stuff. I can, I got off-season plans. I can make some mock drafts. I can do some rebuilds, which I mean, I, I still want to do. I, I kind of want to branch out. I'll have some different guests. Um, try to get some more different guests on here. Not even basketball, uh, not even football, but just like anybody on campus, you know, might cost some people at back home. You never know, just to spice it up a little bit. Uh, but yeah, um, thank you guys for tuning in this season. Um, I hope you guys have a good time watching Super Bowl. If you're going to watch Super Bowl, thanks for just being supportive. And next week's going to be a little bit different. That being said, peace out. <laughs>